And we're live. I mean, you are live. Oh, I'm live as well now. Yeah. How should we start this? How long has it been? A month? Almost a month, if not an actual month, I think. Should we do this? I think we should do it on the on Skype next time we're not in the same place. Because it's very likely we won't be the same place. Yeah, I, I think we're more often than once. Yeah, I think you're right. There should be um, an interface program that we could use. Oh, if not, if it wasn't for Anchor, you can use it. That's the point of it. Ah, uh, I didn't know. And I'm, I'm not even. I never used it. I was just looking at their presentation. I think it's even to a point where it's not really like a phone conversation, but you and I log in at the same time, and it syncs us, and that's it. That's that would be perfect because I know the main issue would be uh, internet connection on both parties. If that doesn't work out really well, I think that's the only issue that would bring any delays in our conversation. Mm. Like that kind of WhatsApp uh, or Facebook Messenger or whatnot delay. Exactly, they're both that's so very annoying, isn't it? I know they're s they're very beneficial, but if there's one person who deals with a bit of a signal issue, then yeah, what would you rather have? Because Skype just has that robotic sound, mm -hmm. whereas WhatsApp went with a delay kind of thing. Yeah. Myself, personally, I prefer the robotic Skype thing rather than delay. Because then it it breaks... I'm thinking which one of them breaks the human rapport. Because you know that the connection was lost when you bring the robotic voice. When you're speaking on WhatsApp, you don't know when the delay starts yeah. until you actually because see yourself not yeah. getting a response back. No, and then you both start talking at the same time and you both stop because you're like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that, it won't that was be a the high note. Yeah. Well, let's, let's do that for the next episodes in case we're not going to be physically together. Also, there's going to be um, quite a different type of approach to the episode. This one? Uh, I mean, when we're, when we're going to use the Anchor service just because we won't be able to see each other. That's gonna bring, you know, yeah. a different Plus kind of approach. My voice probably will be at uh, at a lower quality since I'll be on the or I don't know, I don't know. Maybe we'll just be Skype at the end of the day. Yeah, we'll see. Flip phone. Straight off the bat, flip phones. Do you want the flip phone? I miss them. I'm not sure if I want one, but I do miss. Uh, I do miss it. Well, you mean, mm, like I mean specifically a flip phone, a flip phone, or do you mean? not a smartphone specifically like motorola razor kind of okay so phone. i remember when i was a child the, the first reaction that i had with a flip phone do you remember power rangers oh yeah okay so I they used they used to activate their costumes by flipping their phone and pressing a button and i remember yeah. my brother uh, and i when we received our very first phone i think we were 10 or 11 yeah and it was a, a <laughs> motorola flip phone <laughs> yeah, I swear I was playing every single time with it just for the sake of that motion of opening the uh, what's it called the, uh, the sound the actual case that that bends the phone you know the, the hinge the, the side up how do you call it the, the hinge the hinge yeah yeah, yeah. I was just doing uh, I was doing the exact Power Ranger motion just to open it like that without using my fingers I would use it you know oh oh okay okay well, if it's time for us to confess about times back when we were young, mm -hmm. <laughs> did you watch Totally Spice? Yes, I, <laughs> I, wow. I did. That was the f only, I think, I hope, 
the only girl's toy I've ever had. It was remember they had the powder case. Yes. Yeah. Well, I really, really, really wanted one of these, even though like it was it was forbidden territory. It was like girl's toys. Yeah, I asked my mom to get get me one of these. In the show, wasn't the mirror kind of like a device who was like shooting lasers or anything like that? Yeah, I don't know. But it was the the pink powder case. Yes, yes. They used to talk to With Jerry. With a heart on it, I think. Something like that. But uh, yes. Yeah, maybe. So, flip phones. Yes, I do miss them to some extent, you know. Because <laughs> they... Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe it's just nostalgia. But at the same time... That's what I wanted to bring into discussion. Nostalgia the and the idea of sentimental value. Yeah, yeah. What's your I, take? I'm a bit I was about to say <laughs> I was about to say I wrote about it, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm realizing how often I say that. Yeah. So I think it, it might become a meme amongst my friends. Okay. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> nothing. Daddy, I wrote about that. <laughs> it's good. I, again, it's very good for um the, the the fact that you that you write daily is a very good exercise. You might find yourself, like I said, in um, I think in a span of Let's say years. I'm not going to say months, but I say years. You will be able to articulate very nicely. I predict that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned flip phone because it was on my list. You know, during these four weeks or however long it was, and we should have discussed if we were having a um, a podcast. You know, the next week or whenever that happened. You know about the which one was it? Samsung and then I think Huawei. That the foldable phone. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm mixing them up now because so yeah. that was the foldable phone which we should have discussed about because now Motorola apparently is doing a foldable flip phone wow <laughs> so they're bringing back their razor which yeah. is yeah actually it's not a flip phone I, I, I'm I don't really understand I just saw razor and I was thinking hmm it might be a flip but then it's actually foldable it's interesting to see how this whole thing about you know history repeating itself is partly true i I mean it happens usually in a different form but it happens Mm -hmm. and right now now that you've mentioned um the samsung uh yeah look this one is the can you see so it's okay so i haven't seen the motorola one and no it's 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 been like a day or two ago motor motor razor yeah yeah that's that's how they call the the motorola razor was the old one Mm-hmm. Oh, because they, they just had motor razor? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like R-A-Z-R. a grass-cutting machine. I know. So, uh, here's the thing. Yeah, you said Samsung. I'm not sure. So, I do miss flip uh, flip phones. It's just that I'm not sure if we are ready yet for the screen screen folding. Mm. What do you think? Would you ha- Would you buy now, as we speak, something like that? Right now, today? Mm-hmm. Well, since I'm an unofficial Apple head, <laughs> no, because they won't come up with it now. Nah, this is like, you know, how we discuss cars or whatever we, we're discussing. Doesn't don't have to, to buy them or to use them really, really to have an opinion because due to the internet, everyone can have an opinion, mm-hmm. which we're doing right. We're expressing them on this podcast. Nah, it's like that. It's like, look, I think a better comparison would be when people talk about concept cars. Yeah. Because concept cars look a certain way. And then, you know, production, manufacturing and whatnot comes into process. In, uh, becomes part of this process. And the outcome is totally different. 
in yeah. some cases but that doesn't mean we there, there's no there's no point in discussing the concept do you think it's still uncharted territory and they're still trying to figure out ways of using this kind of technology and they're testing it right now with uh i think people will decide much like 2007 big screen yeah people didn't believe it was actually genius back then we just do now because we got used to it and we said wow it was so stupid to use half of the you know hardware the, the physical phone to have keyboard when you can have it on and off whenever you want because if you watch that uh, 2007 steve jobs presenting the iphone they um what did he use he said something like uh this yeah this you know releasing a phone um internet navigator and, and a music player something yeah, like that yeah he said initially we're we're selling three devices yeah, and yeah. then so he made the the, the okay so you know, which one of the wh what were the three if you can remember a phone yeah an ipod and an internet browser yeah device. so everyone everyone was like cheering and dying for mobile yeah. phone an ipod okay mobile uh <laughs> an internet surfing device or yeah. browsing device yeah yeah everyone's like not really silent but okay clap yeah. Clap your hands yeah, yeah, for nice, nice. courtesy purposes. But then he blended them, yeah. It was quite a nice review. Yeah, the, the animation, yeah. But yeah, back then I suppose internet was, 2000 was way different than today. And it meant more, especially for the people attending there, it meant what, more email on your phone? Yes. Or, okay, let's just keep that up. We just want a phone. So back to what you were saying, I agree with the idea of maybe, you know, getting used to it at some point. I'm just, per personally, I, I don't think I'm ready yet to own something like that. Yeah. Yet. Again, it uh, doesn't mean I, I, I won't, just because of... Uh, if it's get really, you know, popularized with uh, apps, with working apps, with mm -hmm. uh, usability apps and so forth, I think without even questioning, it's going to be something that you would want, yeah. just because it's fully functional. But because it's the Attention Podcast, it's worth discussing here how what we said about nostalgia yes and how it brings it gets people attention it because it brings into subject you know on the like with a not a tainer snap but like a <laughs> with a finger snap very nice reference there, you yes. <laughs> you get people's attention because you bring back all these memories so i said motorola razor maybe for some for my mom first it was a nokia i'm not even sure because you know they had like code worst decision ever nokia to use like 6678 or whatever the code name was that was the name of the phone, right? Remember? Oh, yes. That's yes. how they were called. Yes. Or, uh, no one remembers these names. It's like, what, what, what version you have? Yeah, mine is... Uh, e 8310. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then they came out with... What, what was that? Express Music, which I was a line. that one. Yeah. But then they broke because they had like three or four which were Express Music. Crazy. Anyways, yeah. So, for instance, my, for my mom, a flip phone was a, a Nokia that had... Uh, so, it was red... Like, listen, even if I find the the, na the number of this Nokia, it won't help anyone unless mm -hmm. the 0.01% of the population of, on this planet knows that one because they had it. So it was red and they had some kind of semi-transparent, you know, that a sort of a sticky, ma not sticky material. Yeah. And uh, so it was like some rubber, actually, not sticky. Yeah. And that one was glowing every time you, you, were, you were receiving a phone call or a text or whatever. So... If it was at night, and that's what used to happen, uh, it was night, like dark, 100% dark, and out of nowhere, this blue light, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, so kind of like Darth Vader kind of stuff, I don't know, coming out mm -hmm. of nowhere. Shouldn't be talking about Star Wars. I haven't watched Star Wars. When you, when you will have the time, I, I uh, urge you to do so just because of, um, I want you to see the other side of 
the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter kind of reference product Mm. like a legendary kind of like a product that was launched you will see a different kind of world both with Star Wars or Star Trek Star Trek the original series 66 69 (laughs) the Orville anyways anyways yeah yeah so nostalgia yeah Mm -hmm. you bring back people's I've I've found myself now that you've brought this up Nintendo Nintendo what's with Nintendo they know how to do that they've been doing it I was hoping you were going to talk about the Switch, but no, go on with what you were saying. Um, I can talk about something that I've uh, observed on what Nintendo's really good at. Besides nostalgia, I think, yes, Nintendo's really good at, you know, maybe keeping a um, a legacy for a, a game mm. or a story, you know, that, that keeps going on and on in different versions that keep progressing depending on the hardware that they also release and that becomes uh, updated to that specific hardware but uh, what Nintendo really does in comparison with uh, a Sony gaming device or a Microsoft gaming device is that they give you a very nice sense of satisfaction when playing the game Mm. you feel really rewarded Mm -hmm. by it by the idea of obtaining a coin uh, going to a next level so it feels it makes me personally feel extremely cheerful and, and, and happy. Nin, uh, Sony and Microsoft, they do a better job about immersing yourself, mm-hmm. about being uh, what you call, because you, s- you kept mentioning this, what you call being in the zone and participating and, and um, being more present w- with what's going on at that specific moment. Mm-hmm. But Nintendo has this amazing rewarding system system yeah it, it yeah. makes you really feel um proud of of your uh, achievement whatever that be an item a coin a level an upgrade whatever yeah because i'm thinking now are no i had the wii actually i would be lying if i said i'd never had a nintendo i'm thinking of a playstation in terms of i don't know for me my reference game for playstation is the last of us because <laughs> it, it's very i suppose it's a good example because it's both on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. But yeah, I'm thinking about it and how about that one and how it's like a cinematic... Back to what we were talking some time ago. I think in the... I hope you was on the podcast. Going into mo- uh, video games as a next-level movie, next-level uh, version of a movie, versus going to this video game realm which in which Nintendo is going, of, you know, getting dopamine hit as much as possible. Because I'm thinking... Okay, Subway Surfers is not a Nintendo game, <laughs> but I'm thinking of the, that kind of coin, you know, when you walk and you pick up coins and you yeah. get a lot of them and once that once you stop picking the coins up, you you are cut off from your <laughs> dopamine supply. It, it sounds a bit tough, but it's true, at least for me it was when I was playing that one. And if I would have had a Nintendo, I would have given a better example. I'm not sure if it's Mario or something else. It's just that the Subway Surfers was, was an example that came to my mind. Again, not Nintendo, but that's that's what Nintendo is doing with some of their games, right? Yes, and Mario is actually a very good example. The, the idea is that Did Mario... you have coins? In Mario? Yes. Yeah. yes. Like a lane full of coins. Because I know you have the power-ups, 
Yes. But those but are every now and then. What what Mario is different from uh, uh, Subway Surfers this yeah. or Temple Run, if you remember. Yeah, that yeah. One, <laughs> is that Mario gives you a bit more breathing space in between collecting those coins. So you collect a very big number of coins, then you have a breathing moment of like killing an, an enemy or mm -hmm. having to jump over some obstacles. Good example. Let's talk about this Temple Run versus Subway Surfers. Because mm -hmm. I remember when, it ca when they came out, Temple Run came out first and everyone was playing it. Yeah. Then everyone j ditched it, jump ship to Subway Surfers, and I think it's exactly because of what we were talking three sec three minutes ago. Uh, the realm, like Temporon, was more cinematic, but then it's more of a fit between this cartoonish the sub what sub Subway Surfers is doing, this cartoonish world, and you know these kids, you know, uh, running on trains and this and that. But uh, even the even the guard, if I remember, was like a, a fat policeman. In Temple Run? No, in uh, in Subway Surf. In Subway Surfers, there was this um, you're teenager actually. Yeah, who's running, but you're running yeah. from someone. And there oh, was from a, a from a police guard. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, who's fat and and but like exactly, exaggerated proportions. Not exaggerated, exaggerated, but like for for the sense of cartoonish proportions. Ah, yes. As opposed to Temple Run, you were running from the what creatures. What was the antagonist? Goals. Uh, oh, yes. Or I think it was something zombies. chasing you, but I don't remember exactly yeah, what. Yeah, a bunch of black creatures. But here's here's what Dark. I don't remember. Um, what I do remember in Subway Surfers, for example, is that you were getting several upgrades or several character uh, po the possibility to change your character. Yeah. And uh, you you would get these um, surfing boards that yeah. would help you uh, basically oh, have yeah. an extra life. Wow. But in Temporon, I don't remember what was the additional um, bonus features or upgrades that you would be able that you were able to use with your character. Yeah, man. Like, there's definitely, there was definitely more development, and you know, more. Uh, I'm missing the word now. It was more of a development board for Subway Surfers. Mm -hmm. Board, get it? Mm, but that that may also happen because it got more leverage. But for me, it was really surprising. You know, Temporal comes out of nowhere, and here you go. Out of nowhere comes also this copy, copy. It's like the maybe the MySpace Facebook kind of discussion. Because look, I'm looking now the total revenue is just the Google top answer and it's, it's from 1st of August 2018 Subway Surfers iOS revenue sprints past 80 million dollars yeah. Th that's really cool for an app and look more than a 1 billion downloads in 2015 yeah and then a lot a lot more games like that came around a lot more like I was seeing ad after ad with the same principle same mechanics and they were just trying to you know do something similar but I think those two they they ruled and they were doing this very weird um combination of, of like using a character like lara croft tomb rider and doing the exact same thing mm -hmm. lara croft just running and collecting coins yeah it is a bit of nostalgia no this is not so much nostalgia it's more like cross-breeding yeah but yeah and then look i'm, I'm seeing now you know like re related search addictive android games it's just you know here are the top results clash of clans which is also has that, I never played it, but I've seen it because you see the ads. I've seen it has also this cartoonish kind of um, visual. Yeah. yeah. Creative direction, that's what I was looking for. Do you remember, you might have played them when you were young. Uh, Tribes or Travian, something like that. There were these online games. Yes, I, I might I have. I think that they're in the same, like some kind of like a strategy online game. Yes, they were. And, but the difference was, you know, you could clickety-click every single time. Now you touch, True. you know, every, True. every every area. 
Yeah. Do you get more satisfaction from clicking or from touching the touchscreen from a smartphone? Wow, that's a personal question. <laughs> no, from, so from clicking on a game like this, where you have to like click, over click, or over touch to the obtain thing is that I don't thing. play that much. And then I used to years ago, but mm-hmm. just Angry Birds. Oh, we can talk about Angry Birds. Uh, yes, that yeah. was that was a breakthrough game. They're still making money out of merchandise. It's insane how much they grew. Yeah, as a I want to talk about that. You know why? Mm-hmm. But let, let's finish with this question. Yeah. I would say clicks because, especially now that if we're talking about this strategy thing, I'm thinking of. Did you play Civilization? Yes. Yeah, good, eh? Very good. Yeah, yeah. And now they have uh, updated it on Switch, and I'm really considering really? getting it. Civilization 6, I think, or 5. Yeah, or like Rome, Total War, or... Yeah, those were, uh, th- those were the games. Rise of Nations. This I mean, the one I would have loved if, if the history teacher would have given us the homework to, like, reach a specific true, level true. in one of those games and tell Funny us what, what we thought of that. You know? Funny that you mentioned it. My history teacher used to, used to play games, and we used to talk. And That's nice. Yeah, like yeah. he was a really, really uh, young soul kind of dude. And we used to talk about games. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it would have been a good fit for him to recommend us to play Rome Total War. Especially, you know, in that kind of... Those were really good games. I mean, educationally wise, you know, this yeah. this was a, a really... Yeah, now that I remember... Did you play this one, Rome Total War? No, I think I, I was more towards civilization than... Mm. There were a, a number of games. I even played like pirate games. There was one called Three um, Tartu, Tartu, Tortuga. Tortuga. Yes, that was a really nice one. That was a really nice one. And there were there were ramifications of those games. And yeah, they were I played like it as well. Was that the name Tortuga? Yeah, yeah. Wow, I remember. That. Angry Birds. Yeah, yeah. Look, man, they've mm. created their universe, their realm, because they broke through in what? What was it? 2011, 12? Yes. Somewhere around there. I think it was with the iPhone 4. Yeah, I remember I had... that time. Oh, no. Initially released on December 2009. 2009. So, let's say 2010. Because, look, by October 2010, they had 12 million copies of the game purchased from the App Store. It was free, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so then they released two and then some others and then some animated series, if I remember correctly. See, look, like right now, they're so they broke through. You don't hear about them as much these days. People still play. You said earlier. Yeah, they still. I I still I, I still see from time to time on the tube. You know, really people dragging wow. with one finger. Not not as uh, as often as uh, in past years, but sometimes when I when I see that in even Subway Surfers, I see people yeah. still playing yeah. Subway Surfers. Like the the people who have you know who kept the game. Mm-hmm. Like, look, um, like Pokemon Go, it broke through, everyone was playing it. And I still see people, obviously not as much as back then when it came out of nowhere. I think it's still popular within the um, Asian community. Mm. I'm not entirely sure, but I've, I've, I think it's still popular there and maybe in some areas in the US. Europe, I'm not sure if, it's, if they're still that friendly with it. Mm-hmm. Or Africa. Yeah. Wow, look, okay, so... I'm looking at <laughs> I, I googled Rovio because I knew they mm-hmm. Rovio are the ones who created Angry Birds, Angry Birds yeah. revenue. So in 2017, the revenue was 300 million e- euros. Yeah, and, and before um, we can look it up. The thing is, they're a public company, and apparently in October 2017, they were valued at one billion. And you know, much like earlier, people also search for Zynga. I was like, mm, Zynga, as you were talking, that sounds familiar. They made Farmville. <laughs> wow. They had that was $907 million revenue in 2018. And they're also public. 
and that's do you remember the spamming that you were getting in notifications oh, yeah from that was Fanto. facebook 2010 wasn't it wow that was that and i think even after mm. wow that was literally facebook only um only wow 5.6 billion market cap for zynga and obviously they have other games as well farmville city view mafia wars hit it rich castleville wow Sheffield. so no matter what what niche see you're expansions into, whenever you see something getting popular in that realm you tend to create anything that resembles it yeah. or you know changes a bit the well environment but keeps the mechanics that's why that's why uh, asphalt do you remember asphalt the the car the game. games it, it reached i think number nine asphalt nine or asphalt 10 on the oh i think even more than that i i, I think the last one that i played was asphalt eight but I remember uh-huh. getting a, a huge satisfaction out, out of drifting in that game. That was like... Well, that was the point of it, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And remember, there were also... Before smartphones, I think there were Nokias as well. That's when they started. Wow. You were playing driving games with just two arrows to, like, turn right True. and left. True. Yeah. Yeah. How were you breaking with the... Z- you weren't, like, drifting, I mean. You weren't able to do that. I like think you were just drifting left, right, and nothing else. Yeah. Oh, I remember. You would double tap the left button for a drift or press it once just to, to change direction. Crazy. Well, here's what idea. I wanted to talk about uh, with... with uh, Look, listen, last you example... You tennis on my flip phone. Now that I remember, I was playing tennis. Okay, sorry. The last example is Supercell, and I mentioned yeah. them. I, I didn't know who they were. So they make Clash of Clans in Clash Royale, and Brawl Stars. I see Brawl Stars. I see the icon. I get ads with this one. Funny thing is, Brawl Stars m- is really cool. I would I would urge you to start playing it. No, I, I know they're addictive. That's why I don't want to start them. Funny thing is, the only reason I wanted to mention them is because I see here, also on the Google page, video games. They made Heyday in 2012, which was kind of like a Farmville, I think. The people who made uh, Brawl Stars. Yeah. So look, from they're, they're consistent. They made Heyday in 2012, and then that's all they made actually. As far no, no, maybe they made something else. Same people, yeah, 2 billion revenue 2016. The reason why I'm, I'm mentioning all these is because I think my point with Angry Birds was that they can become the next Disney because cause I'm thinking you're, you're either selling, like look, um, I don't know, someone bought Blizzard some years ago. Did they? Yeah, yeah, which was huge for some huge numbers. Whom? Because I, I used to play a lot of, I still play Blizzard games. And I didn't know about that. Activision. Activision. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Activision used to do Spider-Man. Well, and yeah. the superhero games. I think when I was little, on for the Nintendo. Well, it's I'm saying some some wrong information mm-hmm. because it was kind of like a, a merge between Activision and Blizzard, but uh, I think Activision is owned by this company Vivendi, which, if I'm not mistaken, when I when I did my research, when I found that out, because I was as shocked as you were. It's uh, a big game publisher, mm-hmm. so it's much like the music industry. You hear the name of the artist, but if you go, you actually find that it's kind of like seven layers. Yeah, you have to dig to actually find out who's the mother company yeah. that owns the label, yeah, and then this and that, and then you get to Warner Brothers, and even Warner Brothers might be, I might be talking shit now. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, you can either sell out, much like, this one is a, go- is a big example, Blizzard, or maybe even a game can be sold to a company like Supercell or whatever we named it, or even EA, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, whatever. Or, much like Rovio didn't sell Angry Birds, yeah. they can become the next Disney. 
because you don't hear but it will make sense if you if they become the next disney in 20 years you heard about them when they came out they broke through because they kind of parented this type of game they there were some trail there were a group of trailblazers big trailblazers because they also shown people that everyone can play video games even if it's 2010 and the smartphone just came out on a cosmic scale and um then they don't sell out and then you don't hear about them that much you know after the or maybe they break through every now and then like thing so, you know they'll be making raw VOTV or whatever they could do I th uh, you would be surprised to find out that I think they actually pushed something like that but I'm not sure if it succeeded if you if you google something about an Angry Birds TV series you might actually find maybe something. it's not a wise move because I, I said Rovio TV because I was thinking of the Disney Channel mm -hmm. when I heard Disney Channel that was huge like Disney Channel TV show wow okay they get into this game things are moving around and now they're opening the streaming show back to what we were talking some some other episode don't you think it's slightly dangerous to not respect and stick to your let's call it niche in this case for the Angry Birds kind of game don't you think it's slightly dangerous to expand the way they did with the whole selling uh, the actual Angry Birds in stores and then creating more maybe um, related games that, that seem that they're the same thing but they're not and then creating a potentially a TV show out of it? And, and don't you find it slightly dangerous to go that far? I find it not, disrespect, not disrespectful, rather really respectful. Because mm -hmm. there is like, you know, that that quote that goes on the internet every now and then that McDonald's is not in the restaurant business. They're in the real estate business, actually. Okay. The same thing, them, they're not necessarily in the game business. Rather, they're in the fantasy business or this universe creation business. Think Disney. Yeah. Disney, they weren't disrespectful in now that we're looking back in retrospective that they expanded from Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Maybe my argument wasn't fully correct just because... Okay. I'm I'm thinking at an example in which I personally do not know if they manage to actually do it properly. Mm -hmm. Just because I, I think they're not as popular anymore. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think that they have slightly faded. Like, of course, you still um, react in a certain way when you hear Angry Birds, right? Yeah. Cause everyone sticks to you, right? And you're like, oh, yeah. Back then. Um, Tapping tap and release kind of thing game. that's cool but you only recognize it by that I don't recognize Angry Birds by anything else but then you and I don't play games on our phones that much so we're not that that's much very of, a, true. of a not that much part of a gamer audience like what was the thing yeah with Diablo they oh, yeah. that they made Diablo's also Blizzard right yeah. yes it is and it was very loved and I, when I say very loved I mean 1990 I don't know when the first one was 8 Nine. They had an 11-year span in between Diablo 2 and 3, I think. Yeah, and 3 came out and everyone loved it, yeah. more or less, but more on the more side. And then Diablo, what, what is this, 4, that they're doing mobile only? You know what I'm talking about anyways, right? That everyone hated them. See, this is another interesting move. You're saying they're going to make it specifically for mobile, this one? So you don't know the news. They came out in a... And the, the video circulated the internet because this guy is on stage... Wait, didn't they get a lot of hate because of that? 99% hate. I remember this. There was, uh, I think it was quite po uh, popular news that everybody yeah. reacted in the 
um, at the event in, at the event really badly yeah and even in the Q&A they start they start asking questions which are like what the hell is happening guys I don't remember exactly there was one guy who asked a very cheeky question and he made the rounds on the internet yes I remember it then and then people what? are like imagine having to be the guy who announces it's like we're sorry for him this this and that but this is already I think a year old did they manage to do something about it well they announced it will be mobile only and that was it I think it's not the case see I, I don't think I don't think you they're ready yet to do that kind of a move November 2018 that's when they announced or October that's why I agree maybe with with games like let's say PUBG or Fortnite which are like standalone games and don't have a very big yeah, history behind them PUBG and Fortnite. Yes. They're both on mobile and on an Apex. This is a uh, new one that's um, very popular Circulating. right now. They have the same same uh, principle of like last man standing wins and they get dropped. Okay. Out of so it's they're both they're actually on mobile, on console yes. and on PC computer. Do you play am I on mobile and I play with someone on computer? Yes, you can now. They there's a c- cross platform happening. But you can choose whether you want to play with mobile-only games. People, I suppose. I haven't actually tried because at, at this point I've, I've only played PUBG on my on my smartphone and I, I have joined parties with friends that were equally playing on, on their smartphone. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if it actually if the game actually um, syncs you with people playing on the same device. But from what I know, you can actually cr- play with uh, cross-platform. Wow. Yeah. But isn't that disadvantaging for the people on mobile because i suppose you have more control yes on. it can be it can be but th- here's the idea I, I felt really comfortable playing it on my smartphone it mm-hmm. was really intuitive and easy to manage but back to what i was saying about you know doing this kind of, of um, this kind of a move with diablo logically speaking it makes sense right to mm-hmm. to try something like that just because but not with a but there's with so much legacy that's what I want to say. There's something about the whole world and story and and universe that sits behind Diablo that when you when you do this thing of like shrinking it to a mobile phone and changing the mechanics completely, it, it kind of like breaks the whole legacy thing that you were mentioning. There's mm-hmm. something behind it that it's like, sure, do a mobile version if you want because there are going to be players who, that are going to be, I don't know, in transit and they're, they're, they might want to continue playing or something like that but keep keep the the desktop version just because it's bigger hardware and it's a different experience to them this is going to be a very debatable and long conversation about how technology slash hardware is going to progress and how you're going to experience all those things but yeah i think there's a very harsh change just because of the whole like i said universe that sits behind games like diablo and I don't know World of Warcraft and League of Legends. They have some. They have a cinematic universe on YouTube. Mm. It's insane. I've True. been watching like World of Warcraft videos on, on YouTube, and it's insane how much they have expanded on on this and how much you can learn about the characters the and lore. their evolution. It's amazing. Yeah, but that's that's really relevant what you were saying earlier. The fact that look, PUBG and Fortnite because they came out of nowhere, people or they exploded out of nowhere because Fortnite apparently was older. People are okay with having them on mobile and whatnot. But I suppose this is a discussion which, let's have it, it's about respecting the platform. So I was saying this, this some, some weeks ago, the fact that, look, you go on LinkedIn, 
um, you have this kind of culture where there's like one or two maximum sentences per row and then it's very spaced out and kind of you know everything that at least that goes not necessarily viral but gets some attention is a bit you know upbringing heroic like motivating this and that like come on guys we can do it you go on twitter and then the culture there that sometimes you you roast people just by putting up gifs or gifs how do you say uh, i think uh, both both terms so how do you accepted. say personally i say gifs i say gif so okay. look here you go another <laughs> another difference between the two of us good thing to have balance on the show as you said actually so you go into it that's the culture of the place or even so okay the culture of the place is definitely you have 280 characters at least for english um that's something you can't really uh, grapple with but if you go on linkedin and you post something that's in like a wall of text it will get buried if you go on twitter and you make a listicle or a thread where you have a you know you can make threads on on twitter yes yeah and then you have you know it's like a mini book that's part of the culture if you write everything without space and with like uh non-capital letters and this and that that doesn't work however you go on snapchat you send you post the you know the band on top of a picture capital letter this and that i'm dying with no apostrophe no nothing works mm -hmm. so it's about you know the culture of the place or look here's Context, something space yeah, and so exactly yeah. and it's funny because Facebook and Twitter, if we want to, we can all have an agreement and say, okay, no more than 280 characters in a comment, if we want to. I, I think not really, but virtually speaking. It's like the, what we have to do with the socket plugs. We all have to agree and it would never happen. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we could have this, you know, low-key agreement. We don't have it. On the other side, what we have is uh, you have what? React and this and that. So every platform has its own culture even though we could mix them up if you want to it's just that it doesn't happen you you won't get very far if you write a hate comment or a hate um, hate post on linkedin unless you got some kind of you know businessy this is another aspect of their culture whereas on facebook they can work and tell you what they work really well if you want to especially if it's in a political discussion so it's about the culture of the place and it seems like me making finding the connection now, putting Diablo, the something with legacy, in the context of a of a mobile only game doesn't really fit with the culture of Diablo people. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm sure many of them know at least or have tried Fortnite, mobile, NPC, whatever. The thing is, nobody maybe asked for that. See, that was a that was a, a company move. That they, you know, they thought it, it was gonna benefit mainly them. By the way, but they were never actually thinking. Did anybody actually screamed out of their lungs? Oh, I want to have Diablo on my mobile phone. But that's you the know? thing. We're also talking, and we're assuming it's bad. Which mm -hmm. before I, I wanted to preface it, but I forgot, and it's my phone number. I'm gonna mention it now because I can, at least, you know, and not not mention it at all. It's, it's also we need to keep in mind the fact that the product is not out, and at the end of the day maybe maybe it will be a hit not for these people that went to the conference and attend and attended you know the event but for the younger people who pick up on games maybe they're making a shift in their audience because if you are aiming to do that which is who was it i mentioned the other day audi i'm mentioning how audi in the last uh, audi in the last years they um well i did a bit of research kind of like 2010 
so Volkswagen, because you know they're owned by Volkswagen. Yeah. Volkswagen didn't officially announce it, but everyone kind of saw, you know, how Volkswagen the company mentioned didn't mention it. Everyone noticed how Volkswagen the cars kind of got more of a uh, higher status. And you know, there's not that kind of medium car, medium class car anymore. It's like medium upper, upper middle. And then everyone got it kind of confirmed when in 2013, the lead designer at Audi mentions how they're gonna change the direction. So it's it's like some urban legend. So you you, you can't find it officially mentioned in any of their documents or whatever. Maybe they do. Maybe I just didn't. Uh, I'm talking off my ass now. The fact that. Um, all these now on a high tech, which they've been for the last years, in which you c- you can see this on the street if you look at their cars. Their cars are as high tech as possible, or and that's confirmed, you know, with their um, electric electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. They might not be the first. Let me ask you this, actually, very good segue w- to what I'm about to say. When you watch Avengers, did you watch in the no spoilers? Did you watch in the cinema? In yeah, in the theaters. You've you've noticed the Audi cars in the um, yes, in the I movie, did. I did. Tony Stark's car and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Were there any Audi uh, commercials before? Because for me they were. Let me remember that. Let I watched it in uh, Romania. You watched it in the UK, right? Yeah. Let so me tell you what mine said because because it stood with me. They said something like, "We may not be the mm, first." No, there were no Audi mm. commercials before. Maybe it was just a coincidence, but I was thinking it's not that much of a coincidence. Um, it the commercial said something like, "We may not be the first ones that I- the ones that invented the electric vehicle," which is not a nod to Tesla because they didn't invent it either. And then they said something like, "We may not be whatever," which was Tesla, but we're bringing the Audi DNA into blah 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 blah. So I was thinking about it, like why Audi out of all of these cars? When, be when in fact at the end of the day they're owned by Volkswagen. Volkswagen, the company, is indeed the biggest. But why not Daimler, Mercedes? Why not Toyota? Why not someone else? And then it dawned upon me that, okay, the people, the audience of the Avengers is in high percentage who they want uh, their new Audi to be about. It's about high tech. Because if you're into high tech, like, let's take the opposite case. Let's say you're more mature and you're a bit more conservative and you're against this kind of like superhero kind of shit so also against you know the Audi kind of you'd be scared of these dashboards and these lights and you know sleek very very sharp prefer more of a conservative kind of car so when you get all these these elements into into discussion it it would make sense why Audi maybe had the highest bid if there was an auction to get their cars because they must have paid a high premium to get their cars sponsored by the Avengers film and I think this is not necessarily for Endgame. It's even before. I'm not sure. We, yes, they were. I think if I remember correctly, they were using yeah Audi in the previous films as well. Mm-hmm. Even so, even so, it still makes sense. I would say. Yeah. How do I start this? Because I, I need to close my point. And I, I feel like it's still. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm going a bit back. So we were talking about games, and you mentioned Diablo. Oh yeah, and it's because yeah. So I was talking about Diablo. I gave this example with Audi because it's an example of when you want to shift your audience. So much like Audi has changed from the middle upper class to the highest tech kind of class, or at least that's that's the USP as far as I'm concerned. And you know, sharp curves, sharp uh, angles, and very sexy cars and bright colors. They have not the brightest red, but they look really sexy, especially appealing for someone who's more into tech. It makes sense why they in the last year had to change their audience, and maybe very likely they alienated people that bought their 
their limousine 15 years ago, their A8, or um, any kind of car, whatever. Someone who might be against this shift. So when you when you make a change like this, you'll need to be able to face um, face opposition because people hate change. Yeah. Now to finally close my point from 24 hours ago, uh, the idea was that yeah, maybe Diablo is just changing their audience. Maybe they they were. I suppose no one expected this kind of uh, pushback from the from the event, but maybe they're looking more at the people who play Clash of Clans and want them to switch to Diablo because it's dark and colorful at the same time with the uh, magic and whatnot. That was a long one, wasn't it? Very, very welcomed one. I think this is the way we should um, move forward with our format and how we talk. We say one word, or, you know, depending on what... Yeah, if it's we serve each other. A two-word two two, two composed one. Mm. And then we see what happens. So then, <coughs> if it's a longer question, then that's a very different thing. But let's say we we only say one word, but we have something more behind our back, and we see if the yeah. other if the other party actually. But that's what we've been doing. Yes, from yes. The you, star wasn't you, it? you started this, but now I think this should be the way it should go from now on. Like and a I'm ping pong, isn't it? Exactly. So I have it. Now it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. Duolingo. <laughs> wow. Okay. But wait, before we go into <laughs> before we go into that, I was thinking about it before the before the, the show started, before this recording. So I was thinking that basically my job is to bring the best out of you and your job is to do the same for me. Yes. And because uh, you have your ideas, I have mine. Let, let me be egoistical. I have my ideas, but then you know they're somewhere in in my brain some somewhere at the back somewhere at the front they're, they're kind of the soup messed up and then when you ask a question the way you ask and then give me the space to put it out that's when it can become a dish <laughs> 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 i'm not very very proud of my comparison and yes. you know like comparisons but yeah yeah uh, yeah i think this kind of ping pong like a ping pong isn't it yes because every time like now i'm gonna say i'll talk talk about duolingo but then you're gonna say yours but it's a very long serve Everything with a very long serve. Duolingo. Right, let's give people context. So, the day of recording is the 6th of May 2019. Two weeks ago, was it? When we, when Wh we when said I posted the, the two tweets. We were sharing, I think, some um, some memes with yeah. with the with the Duolingo bird. Yeah. Um. So. What do you think of of their of their bird and how they manage right now? Oh, no, let's give context first. Okay, so but it's not their official account, by the way. You know that. Uh, which one? Because I posted some. Okay, right. So let's give context. Now, we, now we really first really and for foremost, uh, it's uh, Duolingo is an app that teaches you foreign languages in a very easy manner and by using uh, categories in each language that uh, range from. Um, uh, verbs, nouns, and expressions, and then um, time and uh, expressions that deal with time, and uh, uh, basically bits by bits you start learning how to use those words in, in bigger and bigger sentences. Right? And it's like an exercise, a daily exercise, if not. But they got notorious for their um, oh. marketing 
It's, it's their with, mascot. Yes, uh, they have this this. Bird, well, it's an it's an owl, it's right? An owl, a green yeah, owl. It's, yeah. But pe- uh, people kind of like brought this to surface. The fact that it was a bit too pushy. Yeah. When it was reminding you either through um, in-app notifications or simply uh, smartphone notifications or even email notifications <laughs> that, that you were time to practice. that you were not practicing enough. Yeah. <laughs> and that became a very nice way for people to obviously make the thing more popular, right? Yeah. And they, I think they were smart enough to benefit from it and to keep pushing it like that. I don't think it was planned at all. Because they keep doing it. I, I got an email yesterday <sighs> with with uh, the label, you made Duolingo sad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like, I feel like it's lurking every yeah. single time when, because I have, I think, uh, three less of uh, three languages that yeah. I'm trying to learn in parallel Speaking on the app. Of just languages. of languages. Like oh, you're studying? Yeah, yeah. From time oh. to time, I actually am doing it. Let me just mention this to whoever might not be accustomed to, or maybe even people that know about Duolingo but don't know this. They even have languages like High Valyrian, which is from... And Dothraki. Really? They have and that they have well? Dothraki. Or they have control. Klingon, which is Star Trek? Uh, Klingon is... I think it's Star Trek. Can you Google this? I don't want to mess up. Anyways, the thing is High Valyrian has more yes, learners, has more active learners than... Polish, Hebrew, Norwegian, Hindi, Vietnamese, Danish, and the next one of this is Klingon. And now in turn, Klingon has more sp- more learners than Romanian, Czech. Is that I, so I hope that's how you read it. Czech. Czech. Hawaiian, Swahili, Welsh, Hungarian, Ukrainian, Indonesian, uh, and Arabic. Wow. So there, there's more people. Wait, Arabic is not out yet, so that's a lie. There's more people learning High Valyrian than Hebrew or Hindi. That's crazy, isn't it? Well, it's also about their user base, but there you go. Yeah. Now back to the <laughs> to our uh, to our beloved mascot. What do you think about their um, this whole marketing thing and notification but pushes? Oh, if it's let's no. okay, let's not call it the marketing scheme. Call it the the way they notify people. The official one. Now. Yeah, and think about also. Can you name an- another? Um, another app or service that does it in the manner that they do with with mascots it doesn't matter with or without mascot but they also have this trick kind of thing where you need to keep it up mm-hmm. which i'm not sure whether they got it from snapchat or not or maybe snapchat whatever so it's like the thing is so we're laughing at what we're about to plug in in a very very soon second their memes we also need to be aware of the fact that they their mission is to you know change the world help these people who who just need a smartphone and maybe have never had the uh, access to education. You know, th- it's just them and the teacher now at their fingertips, all this and that. Or even people who had access to education but never, uh, you know, never was able to keep it up, which, I- which is why it makes sense to have this push, like, mm, three days in a row without practicing. You know <laughs> what happens now? How do I find them? Well, g- the thing is, you can allow them to you can allow them to to be this pushy because you want to make a commitment to like no one would be able to survive with this kind of pushiness for buy our t-shirts like shut the fuck up get out of here this one is like fuck I didn't study today (laughs) I know like this kind of guilt if or like oh shit it's time to study today did it actually work 
when they made you feel, you know, when they said you made you made dual. I never yourself. committed to learn a language. So okay, <laughs> but have you ever started using the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, first thing I've done: turn off notifications because I didn't want to see them. That's me. If I really want to study because I'm going there in six months and I'm gonna work there, hell yeah, guilt the fuck out of me if it's that's what it takes for me to study. Yeah. Now let's plug the meme. So, here I am, on a rainy day, normal day actually. Can't remember how it was walking around reddit and then there's this um there's this subreddit called pr twitter where it's not that's, that's not where i found it that's where i posted it eventually where people share companies doing their job properly on twitter which of course the king of that subreddit is wendy's you know about wendy's yes right can you give some context on wendy's well Wendy's is a fast food chain yeah uh, oh you know the twitter i mean no i d- oh they had the they had a very similar thing I think at some point they are the fathers of it because okay they, okay they probably hired this guy who is really really sassy and really funny and they just started being so salty in a f- very funny way to people and and like starting like beef with McDonald's and Burger King and really embodying the culture like uh, I don't know, like fro they were making fun of McDonald's because they use frozen burgers or whatnot and there's a natural can't remember was it related in any way because i do not know the story behind the girl on the logo was it related in any way to what was she or what she represented when he was doing those these kinds of jokes online very rarely i mean was her image in any sort uh, you know uh scaring every now and then but the point was to roast people because for instance someone was tweeting so when people got a hold of it they would uh put out tweets like at Wendy's I'm at McDonald's what should I get and they would say out or like <laughs> uh, look okay I'm, I, I was looking for it can you Wendy's at Wendy's can you find me the nearest McDonald's Wendy's replies with a garbage bin picture that's it picture <laughs> not nothing else or like uh, okay this one's a long one our beef is way too cool to ever be frozen this is the origin so see this mm. is kind of sass yes. and then a guy answers your beef is frozen and we all know it Y'all know we laugh at your slogan, fresh never frozen, right? Like you're really a joke. And uh, reply, sorry to hear you think that, but you're wrong. We've only ever used fresh beef since we were found in 1969. Really calm. Um, Answer, so you deliver it raw on a hot truck? Reply from Wendy's, where do you store cold things that aren't frozen? (laughs) Y'all should give up. At McDonald's got you guys beat with dope ass breakfast answer you don't have to bring them into this just because you forgot the refrigerator existed for a second there okay that I wasn't see. so strong i see but this kind of thing yeah anyways oh look at wendy's my friends my friend wants to go to mcdonald's what should i tell him find new friends <laughs> <laughs> wendy's good morning how did you sleep reply restaurants don't sleep and the you, duolingo one you could have just said good and left it at that we aren't here to lie, though. Whatever. Cool. Um, if I don't have a... W- last one, I swear. If I don't have a Wendy's at my location, what do I do? And the reply was, move. Cool. So this kind of... And then brands tried to imitate that. They couldn't really get onto it because people already gave gave their, uh, you know, hat tip to Wendy's. And when they saw that, that people, that other brands were replicating, it, they were like, mm, not really happening. See, respect the culture. But then, m- back to me on a normal day, I find this... Twitter account at Duolingo US and the name is Duo and Jesus the tweets are just on another level <laughs> and then I posted them all everything that I found funny because they, they only had like uh, look 
<laughs> first tweet ever, April 7th. Roses are red, violets are blue. You missed your, <laughs> you missed your lesson. Time to shoot you. <laughs> it's simple. Spanish or vanish. Kevin missed his lesson. He's dead now. Don't be a Kevin. So the <laughs> thing is, I thought this was this was their official account because, and this is just clever marketing. But then it says right there in a smaller corner on Twitter in the bio parody account. Yeah. And they're so smart because they look, for instance, this one is actually in, in Russian. And if you click translate tweet, it would say, if you had to translate to read it, lock your doors and coming for you. <laughs> but here's the thing. They, wow. I think the actual company took advantage of, of this movement, even though it wasn't controlled by them, because their yeah. emails, which is officially from them, yeah. they sound like that, but <laughs> in a very... Safer work uh, in a safer, you know, uh, manner. But it, it's it's still it's ah, it's nice. It's kind of so. like taking advantage of what the community does, and you know, playing with the irony, playing along with it. Yeah, I think it's very beneficial for them right now. The and thing they should is, stick with it. You know uh, that website, knowyourmeme.com. Uh, it's a Wikipedia of memes. So every time I you think yes, I think I've, I, I I I served it once. Every time you you ignore me, basically, that's how you. Would called if you don't know a meme and you need some background info you go there so i was like hmm, okay let's find this the the origin of this so apparently it all started in some instagram comments so it wasn't it's the origin of the meme, but that's not when the meme was really and it's still not viral as in people are making everywhere if you don't see it on all instagram pages memes that, that means it's not viral truly like to normie status yeah and then um people started started this idea in the comments and eventually kind of like caught up onto it because I think it was a picture with the Duolingo owl, owl in a like dark obviously it was an animation it was like in a dark room opening the door you know that kind of like serial killer kind of stuff so opening the door and you see the shadow and everyone in the comments was was saying stuff like is that what happens if I don't practice today like, is this trying to kill me? Has he come for me? This, this, and that. And that's how we started. Then, this was in March. One month later, in April, this account comes out of nowhere. So it's up for, it's got 85K followers, even though it's been created in, it's been starting to post in April. That's what, that's like a month. Cool, isn't it? Mm -hmm. If you delete Duolingo, I'll delete your family. <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I remember that. But the one that sticks with me the most, I think it's the, <laughs> the lurking shadow. You when you uh, with the character a drawn character in a bed, and Duolingo in your in, in the frame of your door with yeah. you know, the door opened and just his eyes sh shining in the darkness. That's exactly the picture. That's the one that that sticks with me the most. Yeah, the thing is, okay, look, the picture was was posted not on. Yeah, it's exactly this. And look, the I wish I could show it to our dear podcast listeners. It's a exactly that one. It's a very so it friendly. <laughs> but you know the thing is her eyes are really really open so you can't you, it doesn't have any eyebrows so you can't see whether it's evil or friendly yeah and it just says so it's this this door open some starry pixelated background a huge shadow for this oh and say thing in capital letters coming soon so duolingo posted this on the 26th of march 2019 right and um at 11 12 a.m i have to mention this and the only text they added was the eyes emoji the no <laughs> right which we use as well yeah and then look another tweet from because this account the meme one is duolingo us 
uh, Avengers Endgame plot, Thanos misses his lesson. <laughs> 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 On which language? Look, another one is is it's in Chinese characters. You click translate, and it says Chinese or lose your knees. <laughs> wow, like who who because they post almost daily. Who has this 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 much? You have a lot of space also to play around with, with it with memes because you're literally dealing with every cultural background on this planet. Yeah. So you choose a language, and then you have so many so much field to play with it. You know, you can of course you can be a bit racist by doing so. But I mean, the 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 possibilities are endless. Yeah, because you're dealing with every freaking language. I'm really hoping that this guy will be hired. That's that's. Let's finally talk some sense into this podcast, not just meme debate. Um, president 2020 presidential candidate says there in the bio. For the Duolingo bird. Yeah, the evil one. Imagine I'm really hoping when we would uh, imagine if we would end up choosing a virtual person as a yeah. Anyway, let's sorry. Um, I'm really hoping this guy is hired by someone the same way that the Wendy's Twitter guy was hired or employed, whatever contracted. They, c- this guy behind this account can't really, really be hired by Duolingo because that's how I preface it with the humanitarian kind of you know these people didn't have access to higher education and now blah, blah, blah. They can't really post that on their page. Very funny, no? Chinese or lose your knees. Wow. Who came up with that? Who came up with that? And then look, I go on their official Twitter page and they say stuff like, what did Melisander say to the, say, say to light the fire on Game of Thrones last night? Blah, 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 equals Lord of Light defend us. Learn more on High Valyrian here. Like, you know, cool. Some, Safe for work kind of tweets. Look, this is how my friend asked me to do Debs. I don't know what Debs is. D-E-B-S. In Spanish class. They replied. Uh, say it again. D-E-B-S. D-I-B-S. D-E. So not dab like the move. D-E-B. Whatever. We might be dibs, You know what dibs is? When you put dibs on something. Like it's your own property. Yeah, I don't know what that is. When you say dibs on this glass of water yeah it's not which that. is it's like d-e-b okay that's that's deb what whatever anyways so what i was trying to say is that they give really um really i found that tweet really safe for work kind of tweets do you have anything else to say about the evil owl it's gonna stay around without us being able to control it i guess Should you come? Should I come with a subject, or do you want to come with one? I'm curious to know what's what's on your mind. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's all you had to say. Mm-hmm. Email and Henry Ford. Email and Henry Ford. Who is Henry Ford? Check his second name, and you tell me. He is the founder of Ford. Yeah, the cars. Okay. Email right. and Henry Ford. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Right, man. So the thing is, Henry Ford invented the manufacturing line back in uh, 19 whatever, 04. I don't know exactly when it when that was. So he says, instead of making cars manually, let's have a manufacturing line, which then changed the word not only in car manufacturing, but also in, you know, factory, factories overall. So that was very cool. He, 
he was a trailblazer, second time I'm mentioning this on the podcast, and he kind of had to pay the price for it because he had to develop it, and then people, you know, just copy it, this, this, and that. But then you got the first mover's advantage. Now, the, the reason why I'm mentioning him alongside with email is because, so that happened to him. Then everyone saw that it's a good practice and adopted it. But let's just say, I'm not going to name years actually let's just say two years after people still weren't convinced about it because it doesn't look like genius un- unless it's in retrospective uh when i say people weren't convinced about about it i mean other car companies and then um it's only 10 20 maybe years after when they say mm, okay good practice Let, let's get on to that now i want to compare that to email which was back in 2000 now we weren't using email that much back then but um or so we've heard the uh, the open rates were really high because one not everyone was on email yet and two there wasn't that much spam and three there wasn't that much spam because much like henry ford and his manufacturing line if you're a trailblazer you're not gonna have that much competition but you need to pay a price because it's something new this this and that now if you send emails now so fast forward to today everyone is accustomed to email you see newsletters, you see spam. The first, you give it two seconds, and you're like, okay, this is garbage. If it is spam, so then I'll never mail me again, block the email address and whatnot. That doesn't happen in 2000 when Nemo just comes out and or becomes, sorry, mainstream, and everyone is onto it. Email is today. Henry Ford is in the past. I think what the future is, is reaching out via video. Okay, can you can you tell me again your train of thought, but like just in a concise manner? Yeah, yeah. with what? Like every, everything you just said, but like shorter. Okay, that's it. Henry Ford is, is the past. Yeah. Or no? Okay, Henry Ford is an example. Email is is past. It's gone. It's gonna maybe it's not gonna die. It's gonna mutate into something, else, but it's not fresh anymore. Mm-hmm. It was fresh before. Not anymore. What's coming up now? What's something that as undervalued and under like the underdog that really works and will work even more until people will start to get bored of it not bored until people will start to get desensitized to it and i think the, the answer is video reaching out via video so here's the thing here mm-hmm. let's think about why email was broken it's because one um people started to automate it and this is not necessarily 2019 this can be whenever melting was invented or maybe even before and then not only it's automated which means it's not personalized it also they, they also this idea of mailing lists also became bigger and then mailing lists were sold so you see f- let's say five emails that are not meant specifically at you and you get you gain some experience with email this kind of experience and then at the sixth one you say okay this kind of becomes a repeating pattern it's called spam yahoo makes that spam folder google as well blah 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 email has been you know uh how do you call mine a gold mine after you take all the gold out it's extracted yeah what's another word for it extracted yeah so you're saying that that it's slightly becoming outdated and that video will be next in line with with that i'm saying video today mm-hmm. reaching out via video yeah. okay maybe this here's where the confusion happens but when i say reaching for out by updates or for communicating the no for okay here's okay i understand now where confusion happens for cold messaging someone to get their attention 
let's say you want to message uh, so this is just just by uh, like saying hey um this and i want to contact you because yeah not for uh, maintaining a thread of like information by someone to yeah, a yeah. client okay sorry that's what i had on my mind it was in okay. the context of cold messaging okay or you know asking for something so you're saying that oh, okay instead of reaching out to a person right now via email it's slightly it's starting to get more and more um i'm thinking yeah it's it's my bet you will see with, with years because look let's say you want to reach out not to george lucas you want to reach out to someone who's in between you now and george lucas you want to say uh let's do a film together let's just say you could send him an email and then his assistant will see it blah 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 he might think that you've sent to him and 10 others maybe maybe this is not the best example but you can be but then if you send an email with with your uh, front-facing camera video the front-facing camera recording saying hello blah 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 and you're also short because it's one minute it's like you managed to get a one minute meeting with him if he's listening to the whole video and you said what you had to say he sees that it's not automated but then yeah it can also work if you are reaching out to to if you're wendy's for the sake of using so and you say sorry for your bad experience i'm the ceo that that is very like less like less likely to happen but in the context of a cold messaging i think it could work better i think it will it could work better because i think it could what i think it could work better because it acts as a preview to your personality besides the message that you want to send sometimes true um uh, you behind you know a written message is not maybe enough and your message might be misinterpreted if you don't know how to use your words and in this case you know obviously a video might help you in that sense mm-hmm. um but besides that i'm curious what drove you to think about this and i wonder if it was the fact that you started creating a video version of your articles on linkedin and you got approached there by said people that you have mentioned like you want to connect with uh, I don't know, a ceo of a specific company in your case of a SaaS company and the fact that you were u- utilizing now video more than ever you organically reached more of them than by sending emails yeah it did happen but that's not the best example the best example would be let's say i'm offering to work with some kind of i'm i myself i'm offering my services to work with some people and instead of sending a cold email saying hey i'm i'm not really the biggest fan of cold messaging but this would be the you know the closest approach with not that much effort to send an email saying hey i do this you guys do that what do you think about blah blah and then you would do that to 100 people and then because you're doing to 100 people or even more they kind of sniff out the fact that it's automated or i get these emails which i can see they're automated worse worst case scenario some of them even have the unsubscribe button in the in the in the footer and that really puts me in a like defensive state like i don't want to hear from you ever again i know you got services no thanks now so people have this uh buyer's resistance when when they see an automated um message when you do a video so let me let me connect this to the fact that back in 2000 you couldn't really have automated emails. You could send the same email to 100 people, but over 100, that was the limit for, uh, or whatever the limit could have been. No, it's more like subscription-based. You create a da- database and you get returns. In 2000, I'm not sure whether there were yeah. newsletters back then. I'm I'm too young to, to know, so I might be talking shit. 
Mm. Yeah, let's not dive into... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so when you make a video, you show the fact that you've done unscalable work, unreplicated, so very tailored, hyper, high, uh, highly tailored, sorry. So it's much more of a stronger impact than here's this message, 100 people, send it out. I think you're right about the impact. The idea is also if that specific person would have the time and engagement patience. I'm not sure if that's a, a thing. The person on the other end or the person, the person who's on sending? The, uh, the person on the other end would have Who's the viewing or sending? The person to whom you're sending or the person to wh that you're addressing. Yeah. Text has a subtle way of delivering an information and it, it's, it's you with it and you, you look at it like that. Whereas video, you have to activate your phone with sound as well. Of course, headphones and, and so forth. But I think you cannot be as passive with it as you are with uh, with text. All I'm saying but is, again, I think you're right would about be better. Mm -hmm. Of course, in terms of, I hate using words like this conversion, mm -hmm. um, because yeah, as you said, the person receiving must deploy more attention coin, more attention to it. But that's the thing, because no one is doing it at the moment. That's the thing. Email has been industrialized at this moment. And I think that makes sense just by using this comparison. Video is kind of like foreign territory right now. This mm -hmm. kind of reaching out via video. And then, yeah, you don't make it 10 minute video because no one will watch it. You make it a 30 second, 45 second, which they see. Because if, especially in the services business, you also buy a lot, if not on people, if not only on people. So just because they see that you, you're able to hold a conversation and you know, you're know you a human being and they've already got to know how you look like, not to know you personally, but they know how you talk in 45 seconds at least, it gives you a slight, of, a slight advantage over the other 100 messages they get per m month, year, whatever, of people offering them services, which I get, which are depersonalized. Plus, look, I realized this the other day. Um, you see a comment online. And you say, what a dick. I saw a comment, something like, uh, there was this guy, oh, back to where we were talking. There was this discussion on uh, Chrome or, anyways, my laptop is low, slow. And he posted, this guy posted his uh, screenshot of processes. One of them was Chrome. Chrome was taking a, lo a lot of uh, memory. Here's a comment saying, uh, Sorry, no offense, but I think you're a really bad programmer, really bad coder, because you couldn't get to see the blah blah. I was like, what? What does this guy want? What, what does that have to do with whatever? I just closed it. Then I'm going, I'm leaving, going to take a shower, and you know, shower thoughts. Then I'm thinking, you know what? <laughs> yes. There's even a subreddit that I subscribe. Yeah, that very good, isn't it? it? Yeah, I mean, the, the questions are genuinely thought of. And yeah. they're not just being sure. yeah. yeah. So I'm going to the show and I'm thinking, you know what? That's the thing with the internet. We depersonalize. We don't see the f uh, person's face on the other end. We assume one face or, w or one way of saying it. But then I'm thinking, I'm thinking of two scenarios totally opposite just to prove myself. This is just happening in a split second in the back of my brain. And I'm like, it's like m me revealing to myself how judgmental I was. I'm imagining two separate scenarios at the same time. One, there's um a, a person a guy who barely got the courage and is kind of shaking his voice when he's saying that then i'll be like whoa one congratulations for the courage to say that blah 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 and then two the same kind of guy 
who says it very confrontational, like looking to start a fight. And that's when I'll be like, what a dick. Stay in your lane. Don't do that. This is not cool, man. That's not what we do here. So because I, I don't know how the person felt like or how the person expressed themselves on the other end, and no one can know through text on Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 unless it's a video, or even, even that is limited, obviously. We assume one phase, which, like I'm sending out some messages sometimes and I say, do you mean blah, blah, blah? And do you mean can, can, can have two meanings. It can mean, this is really meta. It can mean on, on, on the jerky side, it can mean, what you're trying to say is that, is that you're, you're saying this actually, but you're not as smart as I am, so I'm expressing in a better way than you. See, it's a bit exaggerated, but for the sake of example. And two, you can just say, do you mean in a normal way, which means, did I understand it correctly? Both way of saying it, same form, two totally different ways of, two totally different tones, moods behind the person, and you can't know, so you need to guess. And we like to say we give the benefit of doubt, but when we have a reaction, when we're very reactive, it's the exact opposite of the benefit of doubt. We're assuming the worst. We're assuming you are coming to attack me. Yeah. When, when, yeah. when we're already angry and that anger reaction is happening, you know, maybe having a bad mood and you read this comment, do you mean blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying, is this guy trying to, to be a Mr. Smarty Pants with me? Let's, <laughs> let's stop it there. Yeah. And, and have a, since we keep using this word, have a segue to our next conversation, the emotion behind text. Because yeah. I think it's a very, very interesting territory right now. And exactly like this kind of like an approach to it. Then, dear Jacob, how should we end this? People, don't judge people. Need give them, don't give them benefit of doubt. <laughs> Just don't take it personal. <laughs>